My name is Gus and this year I turned 50 and hit official menopause. I have a dream where every woman past 40 looks forward to, even prepares for, and feels excited about the richness, the potential, the opportunities that await her as she makes the transition from mother to menopause. This podcast was born out of my desire to bring these conversations out into the open for more ears to hear. I sense there is a quiet revolution underway where a new story around menopause and the years leading up to it is being reclaimed and rewritten by the women who are choosing to make this transition in their own way. Women who want to break free from the cultural expectations of how this phase of our life should play out and look. From experience, I know this takes inner work and being truly unapologetically ourselves but it is potent and available to every single woman who wants it. This podcast is an invitation to open your mind and heart, to relish even in the possibilities and opportunities that I believe this part of our life journey offers us. I'll be having conversations with women in their 40s and 50s who are navigating this transition and rewriting their menopause story in their own unique way to one that is much more fulfilling, enriching and meaningful than we might have been led to believe was possible. You will no doubt hear how change is embraced rather than feared, how vibrant and exciting life can be at this age. My intention with these conversations is that they are thought provoking, expansive and uplifting that they inspire feelings of curiosity, open-heartedness and courage. These stories of ours are not prescripted. They are ours to write or rewrite. And this feels like true freedom to me. Welcome to Rewriting Menopause Stories. I have the pleasure of sharing with you today a beautiful conversation I had with Michaela Duval. Michaela is a deeply insightful woman with a beautiful heart who I've known for a couple of years. And I'm also so grateful that she is walking this path of perimenopause into menopause with me. She's a couple of years younger than me. Before we started recording this podcast, we realized that we hadn't actually met in the flesh, even though we were both sure we had spent time together chatting over breakfast or a cup of tea. We both feel very similarly about this phase of our life. I also sense we both feel we were born for this time as we transition into this next chapter of womanhood ahead of us. Listening to Michaela's perimenopause story, I was struck by how deeply she honors herself and how much she trusts her body to show her when she's off her path. Even when she experienced the unexpected, which you'll hear about in our conversation. So without me telling you any more, here is my conversation with Michaela. Hello, Michaela. Thank you Hello, so much Gus. for being the very first person to be on the oh. podcast. I'm so, so thrilled. Um, and I thought that I wanted to chat to you because I knew um, a little bit that you'd been going through obviously your perimenopause and you had certain feelings about how you know how you were how you're approaching it and so I thought you'd be an amazing person to talk to and chat through um, the ins and outs and how you found it so I guess I wanted to start at the very beginning almost before the beginning and ask you whether you remember having any sort of imprint or I guess, um, impression of what perimenopause and menopause was, whether that was from your mother or from a particular cultural background or anything like that? Yeah, so I think there's a few different layers to this. Um, I remember my mum just saying to me that she had, she sailed through menopause basically, or, or perimenopause because at the time, you know, it was just the one word menopause. Um, she said that she sailed through it, that she had nothing, that she didn't even, um, 
she she would never even have known until you know the period disappeared and and there she was and so that's been you know she's my mum and so I think that's been my main imprint around it but then obviously you have the societal um feelings of I don't know like dryness or you know wackiness I remember um a book my dad had um and the word was neurotic I remember like this word is like as soon as I hear neurotic that's immediately what I would um uh couple it with like this like the menopausal symptoms and all that kind of thing and and then I've been learning about um in human design I've been learning about this Chiron return which happens when you're 50 and basically well around 50 and basically you become a grown-up like a mature adult and so I've got these different layers to this process that I'm moving through and obviously that you know I the biological I understand the, the labels of what's happening in the body but I've tried to keep away from that I haven't looked into any um books or follow anyone I just wanted to be on my own journey although I understand that I have all these different layers to it mm, I love that I love that and do you want to tell us more about the car and return yeah so I don't know I don't know a whole bunch about it I understand so we have um these solar returns which obviously is every, on your birthday like every every time the sun we go around the sun or I never remember which one it is anyway we have a solar return and then we have um the big one that hits us is around 28 which is the Saturn return and that's when you can get this jolt is like like are you on your path or not and then the Chiron return is um it's this asteroid and it's to do with the wound and the healing that you're here to live in this life it's kind of like the hero's journey type um the, or that's how I think about it and so it comes around it can be around 49 50 51 and um you start feeling the effects of it three and a half years before and then three and a half years after and I've definitely noticed it um and again it's hard you know we're so there's so many layers to us because we're we're in this society which is going through what it's going through at the moment and so where you know there's no ending to, to me as in you know there's me having my perimenopausal journey in these times you know um and and definitely feeling the effects of Chiron um in that um I felt like a heart healing like a a a coming home and like a basically less far less tolerance to bullshit you know just Mm. far less willingness to deal with um energy that does not feel good to me um, and it's really, it's so hard. It's such a hard journey to to be on, but it feels um, like the truest one. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. About yeah, that. it does. It's so interesting. And I guess people could find out about their current return. Is it specific to your astrology chart? Yeah, in just, humans, just... I mean, you can type to, to learn more about it. You can just type. I just did Chiron Return Human Design, mm-hmm. and it's actually my human design teacher who her article comes up at the top and she just dives straight into it amazing amazing uh, yeah. i'm gonna go and check that out yeah and obviously it's in a, it's in astrology as well i just don't know so much about mm. so you mentioned a word neurotic which i think was really interesting um and it made me think about what what blew my mind a bit was when i learned you know i'm fascinated now with the cycles and rhythms that we are all in um especially women with our monthly cycle before we stop our period um and cycles of nature and life and when I learned that that week before our periods or the week before we menstruate and bleed um, is often the week where we um, might be deemed as neurotic because I've heard that that week that PMS week be described in, in such negative ways and that any excess of emotion that we might choose to express during that time is often met culturally I feel with a a sort of negative slant you know oh you're a bit sensitive oh you're a bit over emotional oh is it that week before your period kind of that neurosis and we're made to feel bad for it and then when I learned that if you take that full weekly cycle of of a standard menstrual cycle and then you map it out over a life perimenopause is actually that whole PMS period 
increasing, ah. increasing. So it's that that sort of week stretched out into a phase. Right. And then that started to make so much sense. To, it's funny you mentioned the word neurotic because I feel like, yes, it's, it's given that flavor from the outside. And we're made to be, feel bad about just expressing things more strongly or more vehemently, or like you said, not putting up with stuff, no more bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So I wonder, um, do you see a pattern between um, maybe how your, that week before your periods panned out versus how this whole phase is panning out? Do you start to see any shifts starting? I, would you, are you happy to share how old you are? Yeah, of course. I'm 48. 48. So let's say from when you're around 40, did you, start, you know, looking back, can you start to see when the shifts, do you felt subtle shifts starting to happen as you move from that sort of mother archetype into towards menopause? Um, yes. So I'd say it's only been in the last, I've only been conscious of it in the last three years. Um, um, but for my birthday, for my 40th birthday, I did something that felt really courageous and true to me and not the dumb thing in that I realized that I didn't want to have a massive celebration. I just want, so in the end, I just invited three of my favorite couples and we had the most, <laughs> the most exquisite dinner and the most fun. And like we were all dancing and singing and it was the best time and it wasn't what was expected of me where we were living at the time you know um and so that I think that was my first kind of stake in the ground as like this is how I'm claiming you know this wanting to be courageous and true without any consciousness around it so it's only in the last three years that I've noticed just my um so I'm a creative person and with creativity comes melancholy and and I've noticed the melancholy far more in the last three years to the point it got really bad. Uh, it went into um, kind of a depression in 2019. Um, and I think that has to do with, you know, my body is changing and my hormones are changing and this. So it wasn't so much me being, it wasn't neurotic. I mean, for me, I didn't feel neurotic. Perhaps to people on the outside, how they would interpret my, you know, different moods or that you could never quite, know what you were getting with me I don't know I'd have to ask my husband for example to see what he would say about it but um for me it didn't feel neurotic I didn't put those two together mm. and at the same time I didn't um you know when my so my periods have actually come back to being quite regular at the moment um but that the, those neurotic or that neurotic behavior that would be labeled as that um they kind of it kind of left anyway you know in my 30s I wouldn't have said that 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 was my behavior in any case mm. um I felt um I didn't really know when my period was coming actually it was only like I'd feel really tired the day before that's when I could say oh okay I'm gonna get it but I didn't notice like this um once I was grounded in my period in my in my cycle I didn't have those um that kind of out of control kind of yeah. emotions going outwards yeah I think that's great because I think so many women think that that's how it's meant to be that we have mm. these incredible upheavals that week before um but actually it is possible to just not even realize your periods around the corner because it's so so quietly arrives yeah um yeah, yeah I think um my experience of that perimenopause week I didn't have many physical symptoms but it was always I got this kind of volcanic eruption about something something that would be out of balance in the home always it would be like I'm fed up of doing that certain thing like I'm feeling taken for granted and it would always be around that and it would build up to a sort of crescendo yeah. and I'd erupt and when I was explaining this to Chris my husband about you know this is the point where I can see what needs to change he's like you know looking back it's true every time every month when this happens we have some sort of change in the home for the better because yeah. you erupted because you brought it up because you know it became an issue and I and I really like that reframe of it I'm yeah, glad you exactly. can see it like that <laughs> yeah 
And then I'm like you too, my, my kids are um, 12 and 14 and I wonder what this would be like to have, you know, kids that had already left home and you, you, you know, that you, I don't know, but that's not the way it is. My kids chose to come to me when they came to me. And, uh, and so here I am, me going through my perimenopause journey. It's probably my daughter comes into hers her first cycle perhaps at some point well definitely at some point yeah and my son I was learning about um you know in Lacey Phillips the to be magnetic where they talk about the seven year cycles Mm. and it's covered in human design as well where so your where your imprinting can happen I find it really interesting that I'm kind of letting myself uh have my or no I'm not always letting myself have this space I need so much more space now I'm not always letting myself have it but when I don't let myself have it that's when I can get really um well just not the person that I want to be you know um with my family like the love kind of tries like switches off and like frustration comes out at them um and I'm noticing like so naught to seven is some kind of imprinting seven to 14 and my son's turned 14 in June and I'm wondering if there's this thing going on where obviously it's not conscious but he's just turned 14 and he's now in a different cycle the 14 to 21 which I imagine is far more to do with his outside his you know I imagine um and me like wanting feeling this big need to pull right back and create all this space and time for myself and I have all these conversations with my husband about it but I you know our living situation at the moment doesn't um that that doesn't happen so easily but I'm already like we talked about yes I'm going to have my own like room that I get to have in our new house I call it the womb room (laughs) womb room I cannot wait for my womb I definitely need a womb room (laughs) forget the man cave that's like they don't need that I need my womb room (laughs) yeah so tell us a bit what your living situation is and what your adventure is right now just so that everyone gets a flavour of what you're up to. So we um, realised we were living in this beautiful town. It was like utopia. We absolutely loved that town. And then with everything that's going on in the world, it changed. And, you know, I am really sensitive to to, to what's going on, like the people around, like, you know, the, I don't know the people, but I'm really sensitive to collective energy. And it felt really fearful and um, is really kind of, I think that stress has done a number on my body. I've let it creep in. And so we decided to leave that town and we're between houses at the moment. We're going to move up nearer to our friends in Girona. Um, I can't wait. And we're going to be living in a big Masilla, uh, which is a big, because uh, we live in Spain. And so it's a big like farmhouse. Um, we've never done this kind of thing before. And in between, we're in our motorhome traveling around northern Spain at the moment we're in Galicia um and there's you know four of us and two dogs and <laughs> in uh I mean she's quite big she's seven meters our motorhome is 7.4 meters long and two meters I don't know something wide so you know it, we've got some space and it's really well designed but obviously obviously we're all kind of on top of each other and yeah having to adapt to that but I love I love the spirit of adventure yeah exactly no it's um and I what I really love the most is is the being so close to nature Mm -hmm. because you're so much more connected with them when we were living in a ground floor ground floor flat you know like I see sunsets I see sunrises right now there's a river just outside of our spot you know just I feel just much more connected to nature. Mm. I, I walk barefoot much more. Obviously, that doesn't happen in a town. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. very good for me. I heard you say earlier about um, your creative, being a creative person, and that meaning that you had phases of melancholy, which you went into one that was a bit longer than others. Are you happy to explain? Like, how did you feel in that? How do you feel in that? How did you? move through that and then process that to come out of it are you able to explain that share that yeah thanks Danny for asking um it caught me completely by surprise um 
and we we moved to this town in 2000 oh, I don't know I don't I don't know the date um we were there for three years we've just left so I don't know the date but 2019 um yeah I just couldn't get out of bed um I had no energy um and I had these really dark thoughts that absolutely petrified me and um and so yeah there was a lot of just lying on my bed um and with that comes a withdrawal it comes you know from from everything that was out you know doing outside I just kind of went inside I just spent a lot of time lying on my bed without any energy to get up and and my body just knew that I had to make these changes energetically I just had to pull away from things which I thought it's actually now when I'm looking back at it now in hindsight I thought at the time I was going through a breakdown like a, a burnout breakdown and my reframing of it now as I look back on it because I had to go through that it, it's a it's a it was a breakthrough I had to as I approached my 50 year 50 um, I had to clean up energetically and so that meant pulling away from groups that meant so much to me like loving the people in those groups but not loving what I was doing in those groups who I was being in those groups I was in it for the wrong reasons I did a lot of things because I felt I should um, I tried to fit in a lot um, yeah a lot, lot of decisions made from the wrong place and when I created some space, even though it was really hard to do it, that's when human design kind of plopped in my lap. Actually, through Tara, Tara Bliss started talking about it. I think she just mentioned like hashtag projector life. I was like, what's that? And then like, <laughs> dunk, rabbit hole. Um, and learning about human design, learning who, what kind of what type I am in human design. I'm a manifesting generator. Um, and just reconnecting, knowing that I, I'm here to listen to my sacral, do what I love, be what I love, love what I create, create what I love, and have this sacral hum, like this really good feeling in my body. Um, learning human design really helped me to honor that process and to clear up my energy. Um, I'd already done Rebels of Light with Tara, so I knew about energy hygiene, but I didn't know why it was so important. And human design helped me create that um, foundation, basically, of learning about how important it is, <laughs> our energy, how we're feeling every day, um, and to go inwards to honor, um, to be who you're here to be. Um, and so I had to go through that process, even though it was incredibly hard. I still feel a, a little bit of um, shame about some of the ways that I acted in those times but I, I had no I was whirling I was whirling and um, I was scaring myself yeah thank you for sharing all that it's so interesting isn't it that you can you know when you can look back and see things as a part of your life rather than when you're in it you get yeah. certain bits of clarity don't you but I wonder when it sounds like you um it, it was triggered by what was preceding it which as you described mm. was just being in, doing not being not being yourself trying to yeah. fit in doing all the things that were separate to who you truly were inside and then it's almost like you entered a void would you describe it as a void yes absolutely yeah yeah and, and a kind of free-falling you know yeah. you've got nothing to grab onto I wonder whether you remember when you were in it did you try to fight it I couldn't I didn't oh. I couldn't there was nothing to do but fall <laughs> and be, you know, yeah, not have a clue where I was going to land. Mm. And did you trust it when you were in it, do you think? Did you trust mm. it? No, I don't think so. I think surface level, no. I did not trust it. Didn't understand what was happening. But inside of me, my body knew what I was doing and that's been my theme throughout it all my body knows what to do like you're coming you're doing your um series of mini masterclasses yeah. and you've called it take your body with you and it means so much to me like I signed up immediately because it's 
it has always led me through. My body knows exactly what to do. It's always led me through like this rock and roll, up and down roller coaster of life, you know? The body's always given me signs of how to get back on my path. It's just that this one, because I, um, I'd gone so far down, I don't even know if it's the wrong path because it's all leads to, um, all pathways lead you home. <laughs> it's just that some are a much longer route around. Um, and I do also don't know how much was preparing me for these times too. You know, I just feel like I was born at the most perfect time in this body, here to do what I'm here to do. And I just need to get back on my path, get ready for these times. Um, because it prepared me for that too. Mm. Yeah, so interesting and that that trust in your body. Um, and did you feel the need to seek out any medical advice during this time? You just no. so that no. was your trust in your body. Yeah. 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 And so human design and that little like post you saw from Tara was mm. like a breadcrumb almost. Yeah. And you yeah. were like, oh, that's a nudge. And I'm just going to follow it. Even though I'm in this place where I, can, I can't even get out of bed, I'm just going to follow that nudge. It feels like the right thing to follow. And it kind of yeah. led you out of it. Is that how you feel it happened? Absolutely. And it made no sense. Like no <laughs> logical sense. I was, I had a business that I thought I was going to, that was going to be my forever business. And it made no logical sense to follow that breadcrumb. Um, and, and yet my body loved it my body like my sexual was like yes more 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 yum 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 um and I just yeah I followed it and it did get me out of it and and helped me to understand what had been going on and um and my way through it mm. you know and and it was these reconnections to to my body the signs that it shows me when I'm off when I'm when I'm off my path when I'm on my path um I'm just so grateful that like you know we have this internal homing pigeon that always knows to take you home so it's so beautiful to be connected to that it really is yeah. just hearing you talk um I hear you talk about to me when I look, look at listen to this story it, it makes me think of how you are how you go about embracing change um would you say that experience has shifted the way you embrace change I feel like there was an inherent trust you've already always had in your body and whether that came like you said from your mother or or just an inherent like you said compass but how how do you because it, clearly this phase is about embracing change there's no two ways about it and I think that in a parallel universe going into that sort of state you're in your melancholy as you described it would have sent someone panicking to the doctor that they were broken yeah. and they needed to be fixed and they would have got some sort of care from the medical system which would probably have involved medications which would then just suppress symptoms that were actually really just an I feel an expression from our body of of like you said giving us a compass what needs to change what needs to go were those changes you made hard you know you said I had a business it was really going I thought it was my forever business when you came to realize you had to pull out of things and change things and stop fitting in and make decisions from different places, were those like really easy changes or were they really hard? <laughs> so the um, human design is really simple, right? As a generator type, it's really simple. It's, does this light me up? <laughs> you know, Yes, no. But hearing that answer, hearing the answer to yes or no and honoring it, not letting your mind kick in with, all the stories it can tell you about how you're, you know, it, it can tell you a whole myriad of stories. The hardest thing is to honor the yes or the no, when it makes no sense on the outside. Yeah. How, I can, how do you go uh, about, how did you go about embracing that then? Those knowings that, okay, I got to change this then because I'm not loving it. Yeah. How did you embrace it? How do you go about embracing that? Is that feeling of being true to yourself no longer being in self-betrayal that feeling of being true and restoring wholeness is everything mm -hmm. and as you go through it can be a really small decision 
a saying to like for example Dion my husband is just lovely and will ask me what I want for breakfast in the morning right or he's in the middle of making something for breakfast and I'll go oh I don't want that and it's really hard to tell someone that you love that you don't want what they're offering you and they that they're like caring you know and you know that one of their values is nurturing and caring about you and I'm going I don't want that yeah it's so hard it's and and it's but it restores wholeness like every single true right decision that you make even in the tiniest ones it's like a jigsaw puzzle and it all comes together to a feeling of wholeness and that you can absolutely trust yourself rather than giving it away giving away your power giving away yeah, just pieces of yourself. I, I, I described myself in the middle of 2019 as just like a mush. Um, like I'd been a whole person. <laughs> I came into the world a whole person and I'd been mushed. And I was just like this flat pancake all over the table, <laughs> spilling over the edges. That's how I describe myself. And I don't, that's gone now. I, you know, wholeness, I think is a, is a journey. It's not like you go, yes, I'm done. <laughs> it's because you always not realize that there's more and more and more and more mm -hmm. but um yeah and so I was able to make those really hard simple decisions honor the yes or the no um because of how it felt yeah and that feeling once you do it once twice three times it starts to in a way, the compass becomes so strong that you, first it's easier to explain yourself, I guess, and decisions that you're making, but also the thought of doing it any differently is impossible. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there's something to do with the fact I'm really helped in this journey, the perimenopausal journey about, though we said in the beginning about the end, the, the tolerance for, for bullshit like it gets really small and so I've noticed that there's this double thing going on where I stop caring what people think on the outside that I don't even know I, I stop caring so much and so that helps me to be true too I'm noticing that I'm not noticed so much as I walk down the street or you know and I really <laughs> revel in that because I don't care what people think you know I've let my hair go gray and that felt really um empowering um like a middle finger <laughs> um I don't I've lost track of what I was saying now but yeah I've lost track of what I was saying well yeah it was about the um and I and I'm totally with you on that that slow but steady increase on the bullshit meter where um you just don't care as much and not don't care as and I don't care about anything, but you just don't care what other people think of you. You just don't. If you see something, you're going to call it out much quicker and faster than you might have 10 years previously. Yeah. Um, but of course, again, when we get to this age in our 40s, we've had 40 odd years of conditioning and programming to yeah. be a certain way, behave a certain way, speak a certain way. You know, cultural pressures are enormous. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it could be, it could be, and it is seen as selfish and sort of very self-centered to suddenly be um, expressing in this way when actually mm. it's just women being true to themselves and, and, and pointing out what needed to be pointed out yeah. for quite a while sometimes. Yeah. yeah. On that, my mum was always called selfish as a kid. She was always called selfish and she had this big thing about her being so selfish. And even as a, as a kid, I would have called her selfish. Um, and now when I look at her like now she's just turned 70 and what she is is true to herself like in her absolutely unique way she is absolutely true to herself and I admire her now whereas before I didn't because she wasn't doing what I wanted her to do <laughs> or she wasn't being what I wanted her to be I really admire her now and I remember my grandma sitting on the sofa with a box of chocolates and she was like throwing out these chocolates to us like oh my goodness she's so generous and what I realized she was doing was she was giving us the hard ones she didn't like she didn't like the soft-scented ones <laughs> or I remember um getting on a bus with her or waiting for a bus and the bus rolls up and she has her walking stick and and, and a 
teenager just went in front of her to get on the bus. She oiked the teenager off the bus with her walking stick, with the handle of her walking stick. Love it. And at the time you're going, oh my God, get me out of here. But now I'm like, yes, like these are the archetypes that I'm like, yes, this is, I can't imagine I'll be oiking people. But... <laughs> Stick. <laughs> it's more of an energetic like, <laughs> I love that I love that and it's you know for, for me it kind of that there is like you said a very distinct flavor to the archetype and a lot of people might call this crone the the yeah. archetype of menopause but I feel like um having studied with Jane Hardwick Colling that the Collings there is a there is an in-between phase now because actually we are sort of living longer yeah. and um so we have this phase between like 50 and 70 where you know, we have, we will live probably beyond 70. And so she describes this um, phase as autumn woman um, mm. or Maga, which is the female version of Magus, which is wizard um, priest, right? So we're in that phase of our life where we, we've got so much wisdom to harness. Um, and there's a real power and potency with that if we are able to understand that there is a, a step from one archetype mother, which is nurturer, giver, carer, into this more um overseer wise woman um that can spot the things that need to be changed and can say it too and doesn't need to be worried about what people think of her or her place in in sort of society as it were and I find a huge amount of power in that when I found out about it it really made me feel excited and it also made me want more women to know this because can you imagine approaching this archetype of Maga or autumn woman feeling and sensing into that power that you just described with your granny. <laughs> I love that. And so how would you, I mean, knowing that, do you feel yourself starting to harness that power? Yes, starting to I work love- with it and yeah, how I've are you got, doing that? <laughs> I've got goosebumps as you just talked. I've never heard that before, but you're right. I was thinking before we got on the call that, that the crone doesn't feel like I'm not ready for crone. Mm-hmm probably just because of the label that that has and although I really admire I admired it in my grandparents and you know other um crone women that I see around me I love them I'm really attracted to that energy um I love so I'm a female wizard (laughs) yeah I totally see myself as a female wizard totally because um we all have like our own unique magical power oh my goodness and like when we come together like all of us that is so powerful I can see the ripple effects of 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 us coming together in our female wizard energy Mm, love that it feels really it feels really healing and it feels really powerful at the same time I think the world needs us to I do and it is healing is the right word to use as well because I feel that uh, when you're in your mother and this is for anyone who, even if you haven't had children it's an archetype that we have um, you know in our mid- midlife as it were where we're much more um, with our surges of progesterone and estrogen it makes us much more um, agreeable and I mean that in the best of ways and, and, and generous and nurturing and caring and giving um, and that does start to shift and we want to turn more inwards as we move into this phase because there is a lot to reckon with and release and reflect on um, to pull into the next autumn woman phase, MAGA phase. And I, I do feel that the world needs this right now um, because there is, there is it's, it's by no means over this. I hear this kind of phrase of like, you know, moving into menopause, best bits are over. You know, it's like you're regretting your life, you know, what you haven't done. And yet, at this age, you still have so much energy and so many ideas, so much creativity. But in a way, it's just being directed in a slightly different, that you feel that a slightly different way. Whereas before it would have been all about family. And of course, it still is if you have younger kids mm-hmm. like us. But there's something else that's coming in, something else that's pulling your attention into it. And I feel like it's very much related to the world and, and humanity and just being there. So I don't know how you feel. I've got goosebumps as you're talking. I absolutely feel like my best years are ahead of me. Like the the years I've been, you know, I've been in my mother, and obviously I still am. 
um, but I feel like I'm way more built for this. <laughs> yeah, and probably it's because my kids are the age that they are now. They don't, you know, they don't need me so much anymore for for hands-on nurturing. They don't need me so much anymore. Mm. And so this does feel like my time. It does feel like um, there's so much magic to be made. Mm. Um, plus, in the like in the global you know situation that's going on there's so much magic to be made there's so much my love before was pulled onto my family and now I feel like as long as I'm filled up by being true to myself and honoring my decisions and that I get to pour out more like there's, there's all this love and there's all this power and there's all this healing that can come from from me be honoring this phase that I'm in now and moving into yeah yeah and just hearing your story um has made me realize you know there is a definite through line with this phase for me I feel like the more women can hear these stories and understand that there is an element of preparation and that might that preparation might take you by surprise yes um or you could actually proactively start doing the work um but there's definitely has to be a place where you're reckoning with what is in your life and you're holding on and going do you know what I absolutely hate this or this is making me feel rubbish and having the courage to release it and dissolve ties and cut ties if you have to whether that's you know jobs sometimes businesses relationships whatever it is and just clean things up and I feel like if that doesn't happen that's where things start to get really heavy and difficult mm. I feel um yeah. I don't know whether you have a you think that or I do and I think your body's always going to show you mm. there's always going to be signs when when you're on your path like things are working out it feels you can you can tap in everyone's different you can tap into how that feels in your body what are the signs like when you're you know, your most favorite day doing the most favorite thing with the most favorite people like how does that feel in your body and then how does it feel when when you're not and obviously we live a life with other people and so it's like there are things that you do in your day that you don't want to do <laughs> and so it's easy to find the, the ways that you know that your body tells you but with that accumulation with the ignoring of the feeling of frustration or bitterness or disappointment or or anger which would be the, the human design types the way that they show that they're off path uh, with the accumulation of that you know with the with the ignoring every day of how that's feeling because it feels too scary to do anything about it mm. uh, yeah I think that all accumulates in, in the body and, and it will we will be shown one way or another whether it's mm. through disease or through depression or something will show um, that we need to make changes yeah yeah and I think you know changes feel so scary don't they because yeah. on the other side is the unknown and I and I feel like that's why we avoid it <laughs> and I was speaking to a girlfriend who's currently in a completely different stage of her life just in early motherhood she's got a under six month old baby and you know just chatting to her reminded me of how often every day in that phase of your life things are changing your baby's constantly changing you you think you've got it down you think you've got a routine down no baby changes again and we're so used to that constant yeah. adaptation exhausting that may be but we are so willing and open to constantly changing almost every day when we have yeah. a young baby and yet as soon as the the children grow up and get into our routine then we forget that change is normal almost and the older yeah. we get it feels like yeah change is uncomfortable I guess and uncomfortable yeah. isn't so good for some people yeah yeah it can feel scary uncomfortable embarrassing <laughs> you know all those things that you don't really want to feel and so you push them down more and you push them down and then I don't know if I'm sounding like I've got it all together I do not I like I do not there are you know obviously you know I was saying about I live with other people and so you can't be 100% true to yourself you know you can find pockets and then um there's things going on in my body like physical like my belly for example I don't know I don't know what to do about my belly and that it's accumulating those fat accumulating there and you know I'm noticing on my neck you know these 
I don't know what to do if I don't know if it's more like a softening is being required of me. I remember my my other grandma just always worrying about her weight. And for me as a kid, nestling into her, she felt like the most soft, most safe place, hearing her heartbeat, feeling the softness of her belly, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a, just a I don't because when I look out who I'm taking advice from about about a physical condition like our physical like physical bodies is people who are much younger than me who are not in the same phase as me and so that doesn't feel right to take advice from there and so I'm looking forward to being much more in your circle Gus because I feel that this is something that we can be talking about and I want to be learning from women who are a few steps ahead of me you know who and obviously we're all different our bodies are going to go through different show show us different uh physical emotional (laughs) spiritual like it's all going to be different for each person but um yeah for me that's my big unknown at the moment what I'm you know like oh that's a surprise (laughs) yeah yeah I think the when you start to see the physical change and you kind of know well that is I can't stop everything you know it's like you're trying to keep everything you can't and it's it is that is the ultimate like okay this is happening how can I support my body in this you know how like you said we never have it sorted out I'm with you there um especially if you're a mother at this age with children that are still dependent on you um versus kids that have already left home which is the case for some women who are late 40s early 50s uh you know you have to straddle the two worlds and that doesn't always look pretty. I agree. No, no, exactly. Do the best you are, but knowing knowing your needs and knowing where you can, I feel draw um, boundaries that feel good to you starts mm. to make all the difference. And expressing, I found just being very very explicit in my communication with my family mm. in a good mood <laughs> with yeah. my needs helps tremendously because just showing them that we all have different needs. I mean, we might, exactly. might require different things at different times. Let's all try and respect that. Um, it's a great thing to learn for life anyway. It, it is. It's great role modelling for, for yeah. them to be able to honour their, you know, in a, in a world that wants to homogenise us and, you know, there are no more individual needs. It's like it's, it's great to role model. Mm. And for them, you know, also from when they, because you have two boys, yes. like when they are with partners, you know, or friends, girlfriends, and things like that, then uh, um, for them to understand that we're different. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think that's a beautiful thing to let boys know how to how to work with their female partners in the future who are having cycles and periods and needs that, needs that change over the month. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, so is there is there um, a message that you would give to your younger self or to other women that haven't yet hit 40 that are soon to be entering this phase of their life? Um, it would be about, oh yeah, it's exciting. It's really, an, it's such an exciting phase. You get to be on your own roller coaster ride. <laughs> you don't know where it's going. <laughs> Um, it this is the metamorphosis right of of obviously you don't you wouldn't uh, say that you're a caterpillar at a time but there is it's it's a metamorphosis and you don't know like what you're going to come out of the cocoon as and yet it's it's so exciting and even like so if I were off my path which of course I've been a few times in my life off my path and just knowing that my body is going to help me get onto my path to, to to step into who I'm here to be, how I'm here to serve in in this world, um, that my body is going to show me trust and trust that. I just mm. think it's the most beautiful gift that we've that we have. This innate intelligence of our body knows exactly what to do. I watched my daughter learn about periods. In, in the school that she was in, the online school that she was in. And the labels, like the labeling, this is going to happen, dot, 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 dot. And I was like, but where's the magic? The magic's missing. Like there's this innate incredibility that happens in our bodies, this miracle that happens. We don't get taught that. And so yeah. 
exactly. I tell my my younger self to to lean in and trust and know mm. not in a mental way but in a physical way that your body knows the way home yeah oh, yes. I just love that and you know I feel like that if it could start that young the layering of what that would mean by the time you hit this age um, yeah. if you've you trusted excited your excited for it right you yeah see, absolutely I get to be a wizard <laughs> yeah exactly I get to put a different hat on now fantastic <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh I love this conversation so much oh, is there so anything much. else um that we haven't said that you'd love to say to this conversation only that I'm really excited that you're leading the way with this oh. Thank you, I mean there are definitely other women out there but you know when yeah. it just becomes a really big thing for you it's like like this great big light is shining on it and you it's like a moth that I literally can't draw myself away yeah. <laughs> it feels so bright and urgent um that I am in this space having these conversations I'm just loving it absolutely yeah. loving it yeah, yeah. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that you're doing it. Oh, God, thank you so much for giving up this hour on your Saturday morning. Oh, it did not feel like giving up anything. It was a massive yes when you asked me. We'll probably carry on this conversation at some point, uh, the evolution yeah. of it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I can't wait for the mini masterclass to start. Yes. Take the body with, you. with you. Yes, yeah, I'm excited for that wait. too. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want to come and uh, follow you or get more of you. <laughs> Um, oh, Instagram's the best place. It's Michaela Google. Um, I scrubbed my whole <laughs> feed. Oh, um, what, after the melancholy? Or... Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I just let go of everything. All my old labels and all of that. I just let go of everything. So there's not, there's not many posts on there. But um, that yeah, and good? I love, it does, it feels really good. And my favourite thing about Instagram is obviously the, the, the writing I love the writing but I also love the DMs like these relationships that you can cultivate behind the scenes yeah um, that I really love yeah those are exactly the good bits that you can get off off socials for sure yes. Instagram. I agree absolutely yeah. I'll pop I'll pop it down in the show notes as well so okay. people can click on it thank you so much oh thank you thank you for this conversation thank you so much for being here I just adore these conversations. If you want to dive into this work yourself, you can head over to my website, the Portals to Becoming More You section, and have a look at the offerings that can support you in this phase. I have something amazing to unveil in the autumn, a whole reclamation journey, and you can jump on the waitlist now for that. And you can also follow along on Instagram. I'll put all the details in the show notes below. If you enjoy this conversation, please go ahead and share it with other women who need to hear it or on your feed. And I would be so grateful if you could subscribe, rate or review this podcast, as that is the best way to get these important conversations into more ears and hearts. I've loved being here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in.